Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Chris Carlin's voice. He may have been missing something, but you're not missing this program. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on ESPN+. Plus. I'm Amber Wilson. She's Shea Cornette. We are filling in for the guys. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can always tweet to me and Shay at Shea Pepler. That's her, at Amber W Sports. That's me. You can also join the conversation on the CC call-in line at one triple eight say espn 888-729-3776. Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees avoided their scheduled arbitration today. They didn't have to go through that four- to five-hour arbitration Zoom call. Instead, they agreed on a one-year $19 million contract. So we now know how much money Aaron Judge has been playing for this season when he's doing all of that spectacular play that he has been doing out there for the sports best New York Yankees. For all things New York, we bring in the legend Anita Marks, ESPN New York 98.7, The Daily Wager. And Anita, let's start with Aaron Judge because we now know what he's playing for this season. We just don't know what he's going to be playing for next season he turned down that 213 and a half million dollar offer from the Yankees before the season started he will be a free agent after the World Series what is the fan perspective right now surrounding Aaron Judge he's in the midst of his best season yet do Yankees fans want the Yankees to cough up the 300 plus it's going to take to keep him now Absolutely. Are you kidding me? And and thank you, Brian Cashman, for letting us know exactly what you offered Aaron Judge before the season started. And of course, Judge and his in, in his camp were very upset that Cashman revealed those numbers to everyone. Uh, but right now, based on how well this team is doing and with all due respect, listen, uh, their their pitching rotation has far exceeded what any of us had expected this season. Number one ERA as a rotation in Major League Baseball, but it begins and ends with Aaron Judge. So it's very interesting. So a few things. Number one, let's unpack this way, right? Like, as you said, they work out their deal. They don't go to arbitration. The, the Yankees were offering 17. The judge camp wanted 20. They agreed to 19. Okay, that's this year. But if Judge continues to rip the cover off the ball, 27 home runs, 53 RBIs, batting 304, let me tell you something. There is going to be, ladies, there is going to be a ton of teams that are going to be offering him $300-plus million. So when you look at Cashman's deal of seven-year 213.5, when that was first revealed, oh, I'm hosting Sports Talk Radio here in New York, you know, Yankee fans are calling in my show. Judge, what is he thinking? That's a great deal. You know, he should have accepted it. He's greedy. What's going 
now, based on the season he's having, there are Yankee fans that are concerned, guys. Don't don't think for a second that the Mets won't be coming after him, throwing 300-plus million his way. You've got the Giants, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Angels, the Twins. These are just a few teams that have uh, been associated to teams that could possibly be throwing Aaron Judge that type of money come October and November. And what a shame that would be if he did leave the pinstripes because he's the face of that franchise, has been, and hopefully will remain to be. Let's shift years. Let's go to the basketball court now, Anita, and what happened last night. Um, Well, the Knicks did something, I guess, head-scratching is what you could say today. So they traded away their 11th pick. They traded away their 23rd pick. And then they traded away their 13th pick. And also Kemba Walker gets out of town as well and and so on and so forth. It was a three-way trade. But then today, obviously, we're all kind of scratching our heads. Like, what is the point of this? Is it to go get Jalen Brunson? Is this uh, all of this just for Jalen Brunson? From your perspective, and obviously you've got the pulse there in New York, like, was this as big of a deal as we're making it? Um, was it as head-scratching as it feels to me? What did you make of last night in the Knicks' performance? So, so this is what I've unpacked today, right? And, and from, from what's being communicated to me is that the Knicks tried to trade up for Ivy, okay? And, and their, the asking price was not in their ballpark. So they went to plan B. So what was plan B? Wheel and deal, you know, trade the 11th pick, then, of course, you trade Kimball Walker. And so what do they end up with? 2023, two first-round draft picks falling somewhere in the top 14, top 18, if not better, in a 2025. So now they have 11 first-round first round draft picks for the next seven years. So this is a team, as we know, here's what the problem is. This is a team that's been rebuilding for over a decade. Yep. So – you know, as much as, as as much as we were told to trust the process in Philadelphia, like how much can Knicks fans, you know, um, deal with here in New York when you're 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 trying to trust the process, but you know, it, it's nothing nothing is is developing properly. So where does this team stand right now? Everything that I'm hearing is that it is all about Brunson from the Dallas Mavericks. As we know, last season was. Pretty solid, right? Averaging 16 points a game, four assists, uh, four rebounds, 50% from the field, 37% from downtown. But here's what the big question mark is, guys, and that is, is he a legit number one player? Now, a number one point guard, that's what the Knicks need. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean an A player. You know, you can you can have the argument, right, that the, his success was had a lot to do with the fact that defenses just – totally have to pay so much attention to Luca, right? So it opens up easier looks for Brunson. Would Brunson have the same success here in New York playing with R.J. Barrett, with Julius Randle, with Mitchell Robinson? One would say, I don't think so. So therefore, should the Knicks, if, if whatever deal, whatever happens, you know, could they, should they pay $25 million a year for Jalen Brunson, when you're not even certain if he's an A baller, a number one on a roster, that's really what the big question mark here. It, there, well, actually, there's two. It, like it's, it's twofold. Number one, will he accept a deal with the Knicks if they offer a four-year, twenty-five million? Keep in mind, his father works on the staff now. He's part of the coaching staff. That's 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 a leg up for for the Knicks. But the Mavs are expected to offer him five-year. 20 to $25 million. So does he leave a, a better situation with Dallas playing alongside Luca 
who's going to offer him better looks at the basket, better stats, better opportunity, better opportunity to make it into the postseason next year, or he's going to leave the Mavs, come here, accept a four-year, $20, $25 million deal, and play with Daddy. That's really what the big question mark is, and and we're not going to know for a few weeks. I don't hate the Jalen Brunson move uh, in its entirety, but what the Knicks actually need, Anita, I'm pretty sure, is that other guy on the Mavericks in Luka, uh, really, to save this team right now. Anita Marks, ESPN New York 98.7, joining us here on Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson and Shea Cornette filling in for the guys. Let's change subjects to uh, another team in New York, and that would be the Brooklyn Nets uh, dealing with their own drama right now, Anita, with Kyrie Irving right now, apparently at an impasse. He has until Wednesday to decide if he's opting into his contract or not. This could have Kevin Durant implications. So let's discuss the Kevin Durant aspect of this story. Could you actually see a world where Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are are no longer on this Nets team sooner rather than later? Is KD going to force his way out of Brooklyn? What would be the Nets fan reaction to that? Yeah, I mean, can I envision it? Yeah, I mean, anything's possible. Which, by the way, guys, like, there's there's just so much drama here in New York, right? Like, we've gone from judge (laughs) to the Knicks, and now Kyrie and the Nets. It's just like, you know, do we have enough time for Sports Talk Radio here in New York? But, um, okay, so so here's what I'm understanding. You know, this team, and, and let's go back, right, with the whole Harden thing, him forcing his way out, going to Philadelphia, joining forces, of course, um, down there uh, with Embiid, and and what did it leave for Katie in, in Kyrie? Um, you know, this, this this isn't what either guy signed up for. Like, like you know, the, the everything was in motion for a big three to be here in New York with the Nets, not a big two. So, from what I understand, Kyrie wants um, he he wants a longer deal from the Nets. The Nets don't want to offer him a longer deal. They want to offer him a shorter deal. From what I understand, Nets ownership is on board with the front office. You know, there's a lot of owners who are like, oh, we got to do anything and everything we can to keep Kyrie. We can't let him go. That's apparently what's being reported here. That's, that's not the case. Okay? So I don't think Kyrie is going to get the deal he wants. So then what happens? They're an opt-in and a trade, a sign-in trade, an opt-out and free agency. I know that there's a list of six teams that he'd be interested in going to, all teams that are potential competitors heading into next year, the Lakers, the Knicks, the Heat, the Mavs, the, 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 uh, the Clippers, and the 76ers. But if Kyrie opts out or is sign and trade or whatever, the, however that, that is facilitated, right, between him and the, and the organization, I think KD is going to sit back and say, okay, now what, are you, what is the organization going to do? you got Ben Simmons with a lot of question marks with his health, right? And his, his play on, on the basketball court. We haven't seen him play in forever in a day, right? So I think KD steps back and says, okay, this organization needs to prove to me what are they going to do, how are they going to build around me, and if he's not happy, now keep in mind, he has a four-year deal with the Nets, right? If he's not happy, you know, does he become that disgruntled basketball player where they control their own future, and demand and and really hold the Nets hostage, that's a possibility. So I think, A, it's a domino effect. What happens with Kyrie? Do the Nets offer him that long-term deal that he wants? I don't believe so. It's going to be short-term. Does he accept it? Does he go to another team? And then if he does, 
How do the Nets respond? What do they do? How do they rebuild around KD? And will he be happy with what the organization does? And that's going to decide whether or not he stays or not. Well, all this drama in New York is great for sports talk radio during the dog days of summer. Anita, Anita Marks, ESPN New York 98.7. You can also check her out on the Daily Wager. Anita, thanks so much for joining us. You got it. You guys have a great weekend. See you, Anita. Coming up next, we will dive more into the situation with the Nets. Let's assume that all those guys are back. KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons. How good are the Brooklyn Nets in that scenario? We'll unpack that next. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Wilson and Shay Cornette filling in for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet to me and Shay at Shay Pepler at Amber W Sports. Shay, we've been talking a lot about this Kyrie Irving situation. What he's he what is he going to do? Is he going to opt in? We know that there's these other teams he allegedly wants to go to. Is there going to be sign and trade? Are the Nets going to get rid of everybody? But let's just assume for a, a moment that. Kyrie opts in. KD then is happy. So obviously he's not demanding a trade. Ben Simmons is on that roster. At some point, we presume he's going to play basketball again. How good is that Nets team with those three guys? I mean, they're good. And again, I would say it's championship or bust. If all three dudes are healthy, all three dudes are getting along, and all three dudes are playing at the at their highest capable performance, then yeah, then that should be a championship or bust caliber team. And that should be the thought process in that locker room and nothing less. However, um, I've said with this team all along, when there's smoke, there's fire. That is what we've seen from jump with the Brooklyn Nets. And the fact that we're already talking about possible landing spots for Kyrie Irving has me concerned that we're not going to see this big three together ever because Ben Simmons had yet to be on the court last season. And if they blow this thing up, we're we're not going to see these three these three guys play together, and that's really unfortunate. There's just too many ifs for me to be like, this is a team that's going to go all the way next year in the in the Eastern Conference. Like, we Kyrie has to be happy, has to decide to stay. Okay, Ben Simmons has to be 100 percent and find out somehow this summer how he's going to work his way into things where he can get back to that defensive juggernaut that he once was. And then KD has to be okay with all of this that's gone on in the offseason and find a way where everyone can come together and he can be the leader of the squad. And so to me, there's just too many ifs to bank on this. But if, <laughs> as I say that, all that to say, but if these big th- the, these three are together and they return the pieces that they had on that roster last year in with the inclusion of Ben Simmons, 
there should be no doubt yet again that we're not talking about a championship roster and a championship season for the Brooklyn Nets. So I actually think there's a high probability that we're going to see these three guys play basketball together next season. And I, I you know, I, I know with Ben Simmons, there's always a question mark in terms of, you know, when we're going to see him, when is he going to be available? Obviously with Kyrie, there's question marks again uh, as well about when we're going to see him, when he's going to be available. But I, I think that there is a high probability just from the perspective that although negotiations aren't going well right now between Kyrie and the Nets. I do think the Nets is where Kyrie is going to make the most money right now. I also think, frankly, they're probably the team that that gets him closest to a championship. I mean, some of these other teams on the list, and we talked about it earlier in the show. You can always check on the, out the podcast on the ESPN app. Just search for Canty and Carlin. We talked about it earlier in the show. Some of these other teams, like the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, I don't know if teaming up with LeBron at this point in LeBron's career, frankly, gives you a better shot at winning a championship than where he's at right now alongside KD. For me, the wild card is Ben Simmons, Shay, because I don't know how to evaluate this team. If we're talking about these three guys playing together, I don't know how good they are because I haven't seen Ben Simmons play basketball in so long. I know he's an elite defender. I know he's the player actually with that skill set that they need so he could be incredibly valuable to them out there, even with just the skill set that we know he does possess and we don't have to waste so much of our breath talking about is he going to take the shot and all of that because he doesn't have to on that team and he can let those guys create much more and he can just do what he's best at it's a good fit in theory I just haven't seen him play basketball in so long that I don't know if it's a good fit in reality and so for me it's impossible to really evaluate how good they would be I know with just KD on a Brooklyn Nets team they ain't got enough as great as KD is of course they don't have enough with just KD out there we practically saw that last season and then even with KD and Kyrie they ain't got enough because we've seen it. And with Kyrie, whether it's because he's unreliable or not, like they need more than just that. And so for me, the wild card, it comes down to Ben Simmons. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what they have in Ben Simmons. I just well, really don't. I, I Like when you say they don't got enough, I agree, but they don't have enough defensively. Like that was the big problem mm-hmm. with the Brooklyn Nets last year. Like they were not good defensively and they needed a, someone to stop, a, like be, you know, a protector of that rim and they just didn't have it. And so if you get Ben Simmons and who cares what he does offensively, in my opinion, if you have Kyrie and KD, you need him to be a, a defensive juggernaut. You need him to step in right away and play the role of spoiler for a lot of these, you know, good shooters across the league. So, um, yeah, I, I would lo- honestly, I would love, I would love for the Brooklyn Nets to like figure this thing out and like go out and do what they were supposed to do three years ago. Really? I would love it. I, I to me, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love it. And, and I think, Kevin Durant would too. But unfortunately, Kevin Durant is yet again going to have to quote unquote wait and see what Kyrie Irving decides to do. I don't know. We don't know. We will have to wait and see. We will also have to wait and see whether the Stanley Cup Finals ends tonight uh, in an avalanche win or whether the Lightning can bounce back. Who needs to step up for the Bolts to stave off elimination tonight? We'll get into that next. This is Canty and Carlin. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
Game five is tonight between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche. It could all end for the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Shea Cornette filling in for the guys. The puck drops tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. The Avalanche lead that series, of course, three games to one. So let's talk a little puck here. Greg Wyshynski is going to help us do that. ESPN senior NHL writer. And Greg, I want to go back to game four for a second because John Cooper said after the game, he only took one question and he said his heart breaks for his players and that the last, the game winning goal shouldn't have counted. And at the time, a lot of people didn't really necessarily know what he was referring to. And then it does appear that that overtime goal, there were too many men on the ice. How big of a controversy has that become? And are the lightning ready to just move forward from it? It was definitely a controversy in the moment, and, and I think he was correct that uh, the referees and the lines missed that call. But in when it, I was in that press conference, I was actually holding the microphone ready to ask question number two, and then was left holding it when he stormed out after question number one. <laughs> I think that was a bit tactical by Cooper, if we're being honest. I think, look, look, they got their soul crushed losing on home ice in overtime in game four. I think they thought they were definitely coming back here tied 2-2 in the series. They had played well enough in regulation to earn that right. Then they lost in overtime. I feel like he was trying to change the conversation by making a big thing out of the too many men situation. And, and I think he was successful. The news cycle for the next 48 hours has been more about that play than anything else. But to a man today, the Lightning say, what's done is done. The pass is passed. They've got to focus on trying to just get one win here on the road. All right, speaking of the Lightning, let's stay there and let's go to their goaltender, Andre Vescalesi. He's been amazing, you know, between the pipes throughout the postseason, throughout the majority of the season, and normally coming off a loss. But this series, everything kind of goes out the window. He's giving up four goals a game, and he hasn't been as dominant as he has been prior to this. And so what do we chalk that up to? Is tonight's game solely based on goaltending? Um, is Colorado's offense just too good that, that the goaltending can't overcome it? Like, What's going to happen tonight, Greg? Yeah, I mean, I think their best hope in this game is that he pulls out some playoff magic that we've yet to see uh, in this series from him. I mean, he was really good through the Florida series, uh, out-dueled Igor Shachirkin in the Rangers series. Um, but in this series, he's not really been a deciding factor in any of these games, and I think that's what they're looking for tonight. As far as his effectiveness against the Avalanche, I mean, the Avalanche are just really good, <laughs> and they're only getting better. They're getting healthier. Andre Barakowski, their injured uh, winger, could come back for tonight's game. And their power play has really been the story of the series. Uh, special teams in particular has been the story of the series. As the Avalanche have scored six power play goals, the Lightning only have one. They've, 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 they're uh, one for 14 on the power play. And so there's only so much you can do when you're facing an onslaught like Vasilevsky has faced in some of these games. Uh, but we'll see what he has in store for tonight. Greg Wyshynski, ESPN senior NHL writer, joining us now. Tampa Bay, obviously it's all on the line tonight, but they're a battle-tested team. I mean, we know this is their third Stanley Cup Finals in a row, but, I mean, they overcame that 3-2 deficit earlier this postseason. We know that they've clawed their way out of these 0-2 holes in this postseason. Do the Lightning have an advantage then because they're battle-tested? I mean, do they like maybe in some weird way uh, the scenario where their backs are against the wall and it is win or go home tonight? <laughs> well, I know they'd much rather be uh, up 3-1 than down 3-1. But the experience factor, I think, is, is more interesting when we're talking about Colorado because the situation with the Avalanche is 
and, and this is besides Vasilevsky, maybe the Lightning's best shot at winning in this game, is if Colorado isn't ready for this moment. And there is a little evidence that when it comes to this moment, they might not be ready. Game five against the St. Louis Blues, it's the same situation. They had a chance to close out that semifinal series at home, and they blew it. They lost in overtime. They had to go back to St. Louis for game six and win on a last-second goal. Now, I talked to a lot of the Avalanche players before this series about that moment, uh, and they all said, look, that was the big moment of adversity in these playoffs. We didn't necessarily meet the challenge, and now I feel like they've got a real – you know, eye of the tiger thing about not repeating the same mistake. But, you know, there's something to be said for the fact that this has already happened once before to them in the playoffs. Uh, talking to Greg Wyshynski right now, our ESPN senior NHL writer. Uh, okay, Greg, so um, the Avs have a chance to clinch tonight, right? And, and it's been a lot of Avs throughout the entirety of this season. We talked a lot about the lighting, what they have to do. If the Avs want to close this out on home ice, what do they have to do tonight? So the way that they were able to win the first two games of the series is they absolutely stuck a dagger through the heart of the Lightning in the first 10 minutes of both of those games. They earned multiple goal leads in the first 10 minutes of both of those games. The Lightning were forced to uh, make undisciplined uh, penalties in the first 10 minutes of those games. And the Lightning today even talked about the fact that like, if they don't get the start that they need, they're not going to be able to get to their game. They're not going to be able to put any pressure on Colorado. They're not going to have the Avalanche chasing the game. So the start here is key. You know, the crowd's going to be incredibly loud tonight, knowing that the cup is in the building. And, and the Avalanche have shown that if, if they, you know, put the pedal down early against this Lightning team, um, that could carry them to victory in, in, in any game here. I'm going to ask you uh, an incredibly novice question here, Greg, but I, I, I actually, I live in the Tampa Bay area. I grew up here, so I'm a Floridian by birth. I'm not going to pretend to be a hockey expert and just watching the series. What I had always understood about hockey is home ice doesn't matter so much in hockey. And it seems to here, like it seems to in this series, you mentioned that crowd in Denver tonight. How important is it that this game is in Denver for the avalanche? It's really big. I mean, you know, they definitely feed off the home crowd here. But to, to get a little bit technical about it, the reason why home ice matters in a series like this is because when there's a face-off, uh, the Avalanche are able to see who the Lightning put on the ice, and then they decide who they're going to put out against them. And the big reason that's a huge factor in this series is that they've gone strength versus strength on home ice. They've put out Nathan McKinnon's line, their top line, a real dominant line, up against the Lightning's line with Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov, which is their best offensive line. And in the first two games of the series, McKinnon's line absolutely rolled them. Uh, one of the reasons the Lightning struggled so much offensively is that their best offensive players were playing defense more than they were playing offense. So there is a tactical, real advantage for this game being in Denver tonight, and we might see the same thing play out here that we saw in the first two games. Uh, really quick, Greg, here before we let you go, because I know there's some business to take care of, obviously, with the game coming up here shortly. Game five tonight, um, Colorado's favored by one and a half goals. What do you think? <laughs> well, I do think they're going to win tonight. Um, I think fatigue is becoming a real factor for the Lightning, and I just think that the, the Avalanche on home ice are a very tough team to beat. On Daily Wager, ESPN's own Daily Wager, oh, yeah. I, I think the, the, the my, my favorite bet today was actually – the Lightning under two and a half goals as a team total. I think defensively on home ice, the Avalanche really control the puck, really play well. And the Lightning have shown already in two games that uh, the altitude, the defense, all of those factors make it really hard for them to score in this building. Uh, darn so. altitude. Get you every time. Greg Wyshynski, ESPN. <laughs> it's true. ESPN senior NHL writer. Yeah, good to Greg, thanks so much for joining us. 
Anytime. Thanks for having me. Shay, it's that thin air, man. Uh, when you, I'm telling you, when you live in Florida and you go up to that thin air, it's no joke. You Coming up Florida next. Florida references, Amber. It's like she lives a perfect life. She's got no altitude. She's got no winters. <laughs> she doesn't know how to treat pools. I mean, my goodness. Except for my hockey team is about to lose the Stanley Cup finals tonight, so it's not Stay positive. perfect. Stay positive. <laughs> Coming up next, uh, we... Take our time to discuss Steve Clifford, who is agreeing to return to the Charlotte Hornets as coach after leaving the Charlotte Hornets. We have a lot to get into. Still, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Secrets aren't often so well kept when it comes to drafts, particularly in 2022, Shay, right? Where normally we get the picks like before they're even picked, frankly, and you have to stay off Twitter if you don't want the spoilers. But the secret from the Orlando Magic last night that they were going to take Paolo Bancaro with that number one pick in the NBA draft, that was a secret pretty well kept because for whatever reason, even though, yes, he was one of the top three players, everybody expected him to be in the mix. Everyone thought the Magic were going with Jabari Smith. So much so that Bancaro actually canceled his workouts with the Orlando Magic because he thought he had no shot at being drafted number one. And I'm just wondering, like, what is your reaction to that, Shay? Because I feel like, why not go through the workout? Like, what was, I don't know, what was the harm of that? Like, dream a little, think you might be the number one pick, right? Well, now, from my perspective now, did he cancel those workouts because he thought, like, let my tape tell the story? I don't I don't really understand why that happened, but I guess it didn't matter anyways. So good for him. He didn't have to do extra work for no good reason, and he ended up making the money and go being the number one pick overall. But I think that's why that selection was so perplexing to all of us, not because reports were different before that came out and, and one through three were being shifted all around, but more so the fact that he never worked out for the Orlando Magic. So everyone kind of wrote off the fact that Paulo could go – number one overall because of that exact fact. Um, and to me, like, I feel multiple ways about this. Like, for number one, to me, it's not that big of a deal because we knew Paulo was going to go one through three at some point anyways. But at the same time, like – why do we have to know who's going number one overall? Why can't we just wait until the NBA draft and learn how we learned last night? Like, there's no reason for us to be upset about this. It's confusing, yes, because what is the point of all the runaround if you have the number one overall pick and you don't even work out the guy? I don't. I, what's the point of the drama, I guess? But at the same time, what are the rest of us upset by? We learned when, when he learned that he was going – if anyone should be upset, it should be him. He didn't even know where he was going to live until 30 seconds before the call was made. Yeah, I mean, he was legitimately surprised, which, frankly, I like that in a draft, right? Like, that's Me the too. that's the drama you can only get in a draft where, yes, mm-hmm. like you are legitimately shocked because you genuinely had no idea that your entire life is about to go there, right? And, and that component of just the draft generally in all of sports is just so strange and it must be so odd and, and so exciting as 
as well. So for him to all of a sudden be propelled to the number one pick and for him to find out the same time we all find out. I mean, there's some purity in that that we don't normally see, like I said, in 2022. And frankly, it's not how these drafts normally go. Uh, So a huge night last night for him. But I do wonder if he looks back on it and he's like, hey, maybe I maybe I should have showed up for those workouts. (laughs) Maybe I should have stuck to that plan. But alas, he didn't. It didn't have an effect. Like you said, they still decided to take him at number one. And so we'll see if that ends up being the right pick. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Amber, can I just tell you something? It is so weird for me to watch because I'm watching SportsCenter right now to see fans arriving for game five of the Stanley Cup final in, in Colorado to see them arriving in shorts. I'm a Chicago girl. Like hockey equates to cold weather to see people walking into the arena in shorts. I, I cannot. I, see, that's I, I not weird for me at all because I live down here in the Tampa Bay area. And all we do is uh, walk to the arena in shorts. I will say so this odd. though, a dangerous game you're playing because even when I go to games here, lightning games in Amelie, what I, I like, I bring, you know, like a hoodie normally and I'm in jeans because the thing is, yes, it's hot as heck outside in Florida, except for when you get into any arena with ice, <laughs> then it's not so hot. It doesn't actually matter what state you're in at that point. So a dangerous game you're playing when you're showing up to any hockey event, I feel like in, in, in shorts. shorts, you know, Great. but uh, yeah, but no, I'm, I'm accustomed to that uh, down here in Tampa Bay. I do associate hockey generally with cold weather. The lightning have changed my mind on that over the last last couple years we will see uh, if they can continue to make hockey a warm weather sport tonight as they attempt to stave off elimination in game five of the Stanley Cup finals the puck drops tonight between the avalanche and the lightning at 8 p.m eastern this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio we're coming down the stretch she's Shay Pepler I'm Amber Wilson we have been hanging out with you for the last four hours you can tweet to us at Shea Pepler at Amber W sports we've had a lot of help on today's show shout out to everybody that helped us make this show happen if you missed any of it you can always check out the podcast Canty and Carlin on the ESPN app Jeff Borzello ESPN's college basketball insider stopped by to help us break down the NBA draft Buster only stopped by of course a major league baseball insider host of baseball tonight he helped us unpack the situation between Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees Chris Carlin who sometimes hosts this show his name's on it uh but normally he's hosting Greeny but uh, he was here stopping by helping me and Shay out as well Anita Marks the legend ESPN New York 98.7 also you can check her out on the daily wager she stopped by to give us the New York perspective on all the drama surrounding all the sports right now in New York and Greg Wyshynski ESPN's senior NHL writer stopped by to help us break down game five of the Stanley Cup finals and now Shay it is time for us to go three and out 
Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. This is three and out. And Steve Clifford was out, but now he's in. Shay, Steve Clifford has agreed to return as the Charlotte Hornets coach. Clifford, who led the franchise to two playoff appearances in a five-year run that ended back in 2018, has returned in the wake of Golden State assistant Kenny Atkinson changing his mind. He accepted the job as the Charlotte Hornets head coach. Then he decided instead to stay with Golden State. And now the head coach of the Charlotte Hornets is once again Steve Clifford. After Clifford was fired in 2018, he was hired a few weeks later by the Magic, whom he coached for three years. He took them to -to back-to-back playoff appearances in his first couple seasons. Now he's going to try to make some magic again with the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, take backsies. What do you? How do you feel about going back to the job that fired you, Shay? Um, I feel like this is so NBA. Um, the NBA does this with coaches. Um, let's. Talk, I mean, they hire them, they fire them, they move. Like we talked about, Doc Rivers potentially going to the Lakers this year. Ty Lue is always in the mix. I mean, I could go on and on about all these coaches and the rearranging. I think it's time for the NBA to take a page, quite frankly, out of the NFL's book. Like they hire. They have a guy like Sean McVay, and now everyone's trying to find the next Sean McVay, the the next young, offensive-minded head coach. Like, the NBA just recycles these dudes. And I'm not saying that Steve Clifford isn't a good head coach. I'm just saying, like, this is what happens within the NBA constantly. Mike Brown, like, you hear the same names over and over. They're so afraid to take a leap of faith on some of these younger dudes, and it's a shame, quite frankly. I feel like all sports do this, frankly, like regurgitate the same Not old the names. Not the NFL is bad. The NFL does it to an extent. I mean, it's one of the reasons, I, frankly, I think it's one of the reasons there's a diversity problem in the NFL as well yeah, in the coaching ranks, right? Because it is a bit of an old boys network, and then it's like the same old names that end up coming up for every job. But I do agree with you that the NBA has like such a stark Ugh. problem with it. It's wild with the NBA that these, I, I mean, these coaches, it's like, oh, well, we'll just, I'll just coach my fifth team in the it's, NBA. It's, it's very strange that we, strange. The, the lack of, uh, yes, new young talent to your point in the NBA. That being said, like, I don't have a problem with this. It's just, it's so reminiscent of the fact that that is a thing in sports where the guy gets fired in 2008. 18 and then Clifford's like ah ain't no thing but a chicken wing like bygones be bygones I'll be back there's not many other industries in the world where that's the case I can't I just can't really imagine being in that scenario where I actually get fired in a job in broadcasting and then you're like oh cool I'm back no problem you know yes. bygones are bygones I'm over it and I think most people probably feel the same way in their respective industries but sports is just so different so you literally do not take it personally because <laughs> you yeah. know you're going to get fired if you're the head coach of a team. Like, that's pretty much what happens if you're the head coach of any team, frankly, in in all of sports, uh, but particularly in the NBA. So Steve Clifford's back. Uh, Those crazy kids, maybe they'll make it this time. The sky's Candace Parker. She set a WNBA record. Parker scored a WNBA record third career triple double as the sky beat the Sparks 82-59 to last night. Shea Parker believes that her achievement – Will be passed soon. Records are made to be broken. Uh, but here she is, Candace Parker, out here just setting records, Shay. 
Yeah, only a third triple-double. I, I mean, know. for the greatness that is Candace Parker, that is the most head-scratching thing to me. But kudos to her. Amazing. And she continues to put on for the city of Chicago and the sky. So I love me some Candace Parker, girl. Yeah, she got the first two triple-doubles in just one single season. So the sole triple-doubles leader, uh, obviously such a veteran in that league and continues to blaze pass in that league. Uh, speaking of blazing pass, uh, there's a lot of guys who got drafted into the NBA last night that are going to attempt to blaze pass, but their suits might have been doing that instead, making a big splash. Who was your best dress? I mean, there was some serious suits. I, I do think, like, even Chet Holmgren, right? Like, Ugh. putting that frame into no. formal wear. That like, was the worst. Task. That, he might have been my worst dress because I felt like his blazer was too small on him. And I don't even, I don't it's really understand. It's hard to fit, you know? No, no, no. You're in the NBA draft. You have a custom tailor and you that's can have true. a custom suit. That's, that's I live with a 6'9 man. Like, no, 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 no. Um, best dress, Ochai Abaji. Not even close. Loved his suit. Fit him perfectly. Bow tie and all. Check, check, check. Amazing. So Yours? fit to you is really what yes. differentiates a good suit from a bad suit. I'm okay with that. Like that, I mean, obviously that does make sense. But I do like the idea of the loudness, right? When you show up to the NBA draft in an all-purple suit, then I feel like you get what league you're about to run into or walk into, uh, play okay. into, dribble into. Whatever um, the terminology there should be. I got it. The purple suit, Jeremy Schoen, I think I'm, I hope I'm saying his last name right, who the Spurs drafted. I liked his suit too because it, it fit well. You're going off what I'm going to. I could have done without the turtleneck though. Well, yes. Well, it's a very flashy league, so a lot of these guys might fit right in. Also fitting right in, Spain and Fitz. They fit right in here on ESPN Radio. They're coming up next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.